0: Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert, Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision
1: makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Thank you, Stephen A. Smith. This is Rashawn McDonald and I am the host of moneymakingconversations.com. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For you, it may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. Please leave with your gifts. My guests on Money Making Conversations this week are Kyla Pratt. She stars as Randy in the new Fox series Call Me Cat and The Proud Family, louder and prouder, the reboot on Disney+. Bishop Ezekiel Williams stars in Voices of Fire on Netflix, pastor of Faith World Ministries. Kenny Lord, CEO, president of Tava Lifestyles. Dr. Frederick Jacobs, CEO of Celebrity Soul Food. Visit MoneyMakingConversation.com right now. I am Rashawn McDonald. Happy New Year. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. It is important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. That's because your brand is different. The challenges you face in your life are different. They really are. So stop reading other people's success stories and start really start writing your own. Now, hear me on this. You can be motivated by their success story. You can be motivated. But remember this it is their story. We're talking about you writing your own story, you making your own effort, you setting your own goals. That's how you can be successful. The people I bring on Money Making Conversation have a story that I want you to hear. My next guest is Bishop Ezekiel Williams. He is the pastor and founder of Faith World Ministries in Norfolk, Virginia, and currently starred in the Netflix docu-series, Voices of Fire. The six-episode series follows singer, rapper, songwriter, record producer Pharrell Williams, and who is his nephew, Bishop Williams, and his core of team influential gospel leaders venture into Hampton Roads, and he's going to tell us what Hampton Roads is all about, to find undiscovered talent. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, the inspiration behind Behind the voices of fire Bishop Ezekiel Williams how you doing sir
2: thank you so much sir I am well and glad to be here
1: well you know uh, first of all I- I've seen the series twice it was uh when it first came out it was trending and still is trending on Netflix uh top top you know you do a top 10 if you have, don't have a, a Netflix account and when you're piling that top 10 that means everybody's watching it and usually how it works is this is a series. It's six episodes. So as people watch another expo, they go next to it. It causes your series to trend, which bodes well, because that's what Netflix wants. And um Voices of Fire is a I would call like a, a audio testimonial. Can I say that, Bishop? Mm, I think you can. I think I think that's that's a good uh
2: good way to put it.
1: And uh if I had to have a different title. The the title works out, Voices of Fire. It could have been, This is My Story. That could have been the title. Ah. Um, Feel the Voice. That could have been the title. But the name of this series is Voices of Fire, and that works out just fine. I'm just telling you, Bishop, it took me on a journey and allowed me to think about my life, think about uh, the expectations people have for you, for yourself, the, 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 the mm-hmm. setbacks that you achieve in life and um, I got emotional at times mm-hmm. tell me your goal because you, cause I think you hit all the points with me
2: <laughs> uh, that's wonderful I am so glad to hear and just amazed uh, that you were able to take the time to view it twice uh, all six episodes thank you so much listen we aim to touch lives my mm-hmm. whole goal is to spread the good news about Jesus Christ. And so I've come to realize that people don't always want to hear you preach over the pulpit, right? right? So music is a a, a medium that we can utilize, a tool that we can utilize that transcends all walks of life. Everybody Mm -hmm. uh, loves music. And so we found that that was a good way to get the message out. And so I think that that has been achieved. But in the process, I, I believe that the Lord does what He does, and He right. touches lives. He takes right. one one incident, and He causes a different outcome in everybody's life. And so, when we came together and we began to sing and to 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 worship as we did, and to right. even uh, record the testimonies of so many individuals man let me tell you yeah it was amazing and it just invoked all kinds of
1: emotions well bishop um this series when it was when it was brought to me i had to bring it to the show in fact i want to get larry who is your music director i want to get Peggy, yes. who is your vocal coach and my boy patrick you know he's the he's the comedy relief but he's also a brilliant <laughs> choir master okay let's go be real about this. Yes. when lynette walked out Absolutely. of the room he said uh, uh, she can sing and she's fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's real. He's real. I love it. I love it. it. I love it. He's as serious but, but, as it can be. Yeah,
1: you know, very much. And so, the, the, you know, because you said that in your in the uh, documentary about sometimes people don't want to hear you preaching. Sometimes you have to you have to tell the story of the gospel a different way, and music always connects with people, but but this was a local project called Hampton Roads. Tell everybody about Hampton Roads, Virginia.
2: Well, Hampton Roads is a wonderful place to reside. Of course, it's uh, uh, heavily military in our area. And so it's transient. We have people who come from all parts of the world uh, to reside here. They're here for a season and then they're Mm -hmm. gone. Some people Mm -hmm. take up their roots uh, or make plant their roots here. And um, it's always been a musical area. We're, right. we're seated right here on the eastern seaboard, uh, right you know below New York mm-hmm. and D.C. And, and right above North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. And all of these places are, are very, very musical places. But mm-hmm. it makes Virginia, it makes Hampton Roads almost like a uh, melting pot right. or um, as they say in New Orleans, a big pot of gumbo. We have a little bit of everything and we've pre- produced some of the nation's greatest artists uh, that there ever was. And so I'm very, very proud of that. And um, uh, music just kind of flows through our veins here.
1: You know, the interesting thing about it, cause I've been in the area a lot, you know, Steve Harvey and I, or the Chrysler Hall, I know exactly. I've been on that stage, Chrysler Hall, so I know the the brilliance, that facility, the quality. I know that community. Sold out of many a concert down there in that Chrysler Hall area, and great food. A very uh, community-driven area down there. But you talk you the the thing I want to talk about this series is that you got me emotional. Then you taught me something about sopranos, altos, and tennis. And then these three individuals, I mentioned their name earlier, Peggy, the vocal coach, Patrick, Chef Matt, the choir master, excuse me, and then my yeah. boy Larry. Talk about how they came together in the project. Cause we know about Pharrell, superstar rapper. And I also learned two things about Pharrell. Off stage, he's a Pharrell. On stage, he's a Pharrell. Because on stage, <laughs> that star power takes over. Yes. Off stage he's humble. He's a he's a he's a great person both places, but it's a different he understands his position in life. On stage he's a superstar. Off stage he's a humble engaged individual. But you had three people that helped you carry this magnificent series. Let's talk about them.
2: Absolutely, and that's a easy thing to do because for me it was a no-brainer. Um Most of us have worked together all of our lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, Peggy uh, was one of the individuals who gave me uh, my first opportunity of exposure with some of the uh greater stars that would come to the Hampton Roads area as I played music most of my life piano and organ and I was able to play for her choir legendary choir the Philharmonics and um and so she gave me the opportunity to work with them At maybe the age about fifteen years old, and Mm -hmm. so um, I I have a long-lasting relationship with her. She's one of the best at what she does, and um, of course, Patrick Riddick. We grew up in the same church. He's younger than I, but we both attended the same church, New Jerusalem Church of God in Christ, where our late founder was the late Bishop Barnett Carl Thorgood, the man installed so much in all of us. And mm-hmm. um, and so working with him there at the church, I knew his ability, his competence, and uh, I knew that he was going to be the one for the job. And then Larry George, a young man, he's my own pastor of music there at Faith World Ministries. And so we couldn't do anything without him. I've watched him take a group of singers that were mediocre, and mm-hmm. just turn them into stellar voices. And so it was a no-brainer for me to pull them all together to assist me in this project. I have my own musical career, but for some time after I started preaching, I put it on the chef shelf mm-hmm. and 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 mm-hmm. um, later it was my nephew that helped me to understand. No, um, the world needs what you have to offer and we need to come together and do something to demonstrate that. And and here's where we are.
1: Well, you 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 landed in a great place. And you know Netflix is an amazing uh, storyteller because there was Rodney Scott. I discovered him in that barbecue, his ability to bar based on that storytelling, that chef series. Now we got a gospel. Here's the thing that interest me the most because it's a diverse gospel. I got the fact that you could have easily said, you know, I'm gonna get the best black gospel singers, but that wasn't the goal of this series. The goal of this series was to create a diverse, so you can pull everybody in. Everybody can understand that they can hear the word, sing the word and participate. Talk to to us walking through the steps of why that was important to you. That was very
2: important to me because I have a vision of mm-hmm. building or, or or forming a multicultural church, right. and so for me having a choir that just consisted of people who look like me uh, was not going to help me to accomplish that goal. Right. And so I, I envisioned a choir that was comprised of people from all walks of life, and uh, and I guess my whole thought was, you know, we we know in the black gospel choir. We know about the anointing and we know that they Mm -hmm. are powerful individuals that sing. But I was more interested in pulling in Caucasians and Latinos and and people from different uh, ethnicities that were also Orientals, that were also equally talented, equally anointed. And I felt like if we put them together in a choir, when people saw people that looked like them or saw individuals Mm -hmm. who resembled them, it would be an open invitation for them to come and to worship and to be a part of what we were doing at Faith World. And and so far, I must say, uh, it has worked. It has, we have accomplished that goal. I've been contacted by people from all over the world. And uh, I would have never imagined, I would have never imagined. I was thinking on one level, but when you get calls from Brazil and Switzerland and and Norway and and um, Sh- Sri Lanka and so right. many other places, uh, it really just blows your mind that um, God is really able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us.
1: Well, I'm talking to Bishop Ezekiel Williams. Or the, the, I always called it the hit series, popular series, the trending series. I like Voices I like of that. Fire. On oh, Netflix, you know, you used the word gumbo earlier, and I—that I, 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 thought ran through my mind when I watched the series, and I want to be insulting and use the word gumbo. But you used the word gumbo. Guess what? I'm from Houston, Texas. I love gumbo. Okay, yes. so when I when, when I see you know whether it's Maria, you know Dan Lee, you know the Puckett twins, you know all coming together, Ilana. What people need to understand about the series is that. This is a, This series is bigger than music. It's about life. It's yeah. about what we need right now. When we come out of 2020 and go into 2021, we need to understand that we can all eat at the same table because that's what happens. People feel that when you look different, that you don't have the same sensibilities, the same eating habits, or the same lifestyle needs. And what this series did for me, I believe you put some people in an uncomfortable environment And they became comfortable. And that's where the anointing part comes out. Correct.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. And uh, I'm telling you, when we put those individuals together, we did not know initially Mm -hmm. that or what their story was or how amazing their stories were. But uh, God knew. And so it was an opportunity for us to work together, to get to know one another. And there was a love that uh, began to develop between the choir members and Mm -hmm. the directors. And we became one big family. And Mm -hmm. no, they didn't say, okay, Bishop Williams, we want to become members of your church necessarily. But there was a love that superseded even that kind of commitment. And um, I, I think it's a wonderful thing because... Um, God has the ability Mm -hmm. to erase all the boundaries and all of all of the lines of division. And um, in a time when our country has seen so much division, uh, I thought it was amazing that this series came out. Um, At the time during our election and all of that, uh, when there was so much division working in our country, this series came out to show that we can work together. There are still people who don't see color, but we just see souls. We see lives. We see individuals um, that are just like us, just different skin. And, Mm -hmm. And it all makes sense to me.
1: It really did. and so let me let me set the tone for everybody who have not seen the series and have seen the series. i'm just I'm just bringing back good feelings, a good time, good news, as they say. I'm bringing back good news now, yeah, you have th- four black people here, well, five you want to clean forever who say I want to bring together a, a mixed voices because Alana, she was fifteen years old. She only has one ear, so she can only really hear fifty percent of the sound. She's white Italian, yeah. okay? I'm just gonna, and then you have Dan Lee, who uh, I say that was the one that was gonna make me cry. But I'm sure you guys cried a lot too. So when she did just <laughs> Jesus Loves Me," I went, "Okay, yeah. Rashad, a song I know I've sung in my life so many times, but why is this song affecting me?" I'm gonna ask you that question, Bishop. Why did that song, when she sung it, Dan Lee, affect me? Well, because she
2: she sang that song from a place of sincerity. She sang mm-hmm. that song from a place of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know everybody's story. We don't know everybody's walk of life. But I can imagine um, that she's had her challenges. And right. as we all have experienced rejection and many different things in life, and mm-hmm. to come to a place where um, she understands that regardless to what I've been through, regardless to what I've had to deal with in life, regardless to, 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 to the different hills and valleys and mountains and low places that Jesus loves me. When you come to that reality, when you come to that place of awareness that there's nothing that you can do, that will cause him to not love you, or that will uh, uh, prevent his love in your life. It's a wonderful place to be alive, and 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 I think that's where she was. Um, and when the tears were flowing, and she says, "Jesus loves me," and I don't want to give away too much. No, no. But when she, but when she says, "Everybody deserves to be loved," mm-hmm. I cannot watch that scene. Without tearing up, I get it. I get it, and uh, and that's uh, a message that we want <laughs> the world to get.
1: Well, I'm gonna tell everybody. I spoke to the bishop prior to the interview, so I can get it out of my system because I knew that if I <laughs> revealed this on the show, I'd have slowed down and had to take some moments to gather myself because not only her, there are uh, Rose when she saw, um, yes. She took me there, good old girl out of Houston, Texas, country as you can get. Was rough. That's right. And um, you know, Marcus took me there when you hear his story cuz I can't tell you the story. You need to watch the series, but everybody has a testimonial that, mm. that that tells them why they walked through these doors and why they were chosen cuz there were 3,000 applicants. Okay. That's right. 300 were cut down to 300. And they came in and we saw a part of these stories. Now, the part of this story is that what you had to deal with and your compadres, I want to say, because y'all had to see it all. We only saw a version of it. Where were you guys at emotionally during this whole journey, Bishop?
2: Well, it was very difficult. I think it was hard for for everyone involved, but Mm -hmm. it was difficult for me because um, the talent was so good. I mean, if you had to score from one to a hundred for each individuals, right. um, we had uh, out of the 300, we probably had 200, 100. So at that point, you you know, you have to make some decisions and it can't just be based on their musical ability. And that becomes very difficult because you see in everybody's eyes and you hear in everyone's voice that this is something that they've dream dreamt about. And this right. is something that they've wanted to do uh, for so very, very long. And they're right here on the at the brink mm-hmm. of their their dream coming true. And, mm-hmm. and you have to decide, will you make it? Uh, mm-hmm. Will we send you home? It's a very, very difficult place to be in. And uh, we labor greatly uh in that and 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 there was some times of frustration um there there were even individuals that that the others said hey we gotta let them go that i even went back it's not shown on the video but i even went back and said Can't we give them one more chance? Is there anything else we can do? My heart, my heart was very, very, very attached to much of what was taking place. Because you you Uh, said,
1: Bishop, at the beginning, no callbacks, one shot to showcase your talent.
2: That's right. Absolutely. And and trust me, I was reminded of that (laughs) several times during the process Mm -hmm. uh, as I tried to barter and reason uh with individuals concerning uh, other singers. I was reminded, you know, you know, we gotta what it, what what did Pharrell say? Um we want a choir full of unicorns. And yes. so um that made the difference. That made the difference. Uh, because you said you wanted the in my best book voices, everybody was a winner.
1: Best voices, different styles, cultural difference, and you wanted to meld that into one giant unicorn, which I felt was accomplished, but it's broken down each series. I'm a, the 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 first three episodes are to me the most emotional part of the series. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong; the others yeah. are there too, because you get to know the people, you get to hear their stories, you get to see that that passionate singing that the, coming from the you know him Kiki and a classical opera training. You know, you you talk about Damien and his a. His attempts with his life and how he went sideways several times. And of course, I already mentioned yeah. Dan Lee or, you know, Jasmine, you know, when she auditioned for the first time in front of Pharrell and, and again doubting herself. Like she's doubted herself so many times in her life. And that's why yeah. I'm recommending people to see this because, you know, I created money-making conversation because I always tell people that, you know, there's so many opportunities to be great or seek that opportunity, and we don't do it. And that's what this Mm -hmm. series exposes, because a lot of people are looking for that second, third, or or that return from a walkaway moment that they missed out on. You know, you know, Damon's one of those people, you know, and that's really what's enlightening and inspiring to me. So there is a strong level of inspirational inspiration in this series as well. Correct, Bishop?
2: That's right. Absolutely. There is a strong level of inspiration and um, and and that actually uh, was kind of where it boiled down to Mm -hmm. in the selection of some of those difficult choices, uh, those difficult choices that we had to make in selecting singers um, when they had the talent and and Mm -hmm. they had it all going for them. Then we had to go to the place of saying, but who moves the audience the most? Who, who brings the spirit with them? Uh, You know? Mm -hmm. And so um, that spiritual, emotional, um element was was very important as well
1: you know here's the fun part about the whole series to me. Well, if you see a uh, Michael Jordan walking the room, you know first of all he's six six and you're gonna notice something different about him you know he's six six or a uh, defensive tackle or football, he may be like three hundred pounds, so you're gonna notice something different about him, so you're gonna assume there's something unique or special about that person and it might cause humble rumbles in the room. Who's that guy? Who's that guy? But this show reveals how God has talented people just walking around. They they have yes. not accepted really their responsibility of that talent. And that's what this series is all about. And a classic example is Maria. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Come on, Bishop Williams. Come on now. Tell us Absolutely. about that. Absolutely.
2: This This young girl um she reminds me of a Sandy Patty and mm-hmm. um just little frame um you know and um you just don't expect her to be able to do what she does but then she she sings from a place of sincerity and and pureness and her voice my god it just penetrates your heart and mm-hmm. um, it's just amazing she's um you know, she has a an affiliation with Native Americans. And right. and that's something that you would not have known mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. just her whole upbringing. And uh, you, you just got to see it. You, you just got to see Come it. On She's going to steal Come your on, heart. Bishop.
1: That's all I'm saying. It's, see, here's the hard part about it. we talking about the series, but we can't tell you about the series because <laughs> we want the journey to be somewhat original. Yes. We want you to walk in and see what we felt Visually and emotionally And I th- think we've done a good, really good job Of that in, in telling you the How we were impacted Of course you know you were there For the entire 300 auditions I'm seeing a, a small window of it But to answer your question When you said certain people who doubted Maria was one of those people Who had doubt when she left the room Yes Patrick, yes, is. Patrick had issues because Ah
2: don't know exactly exactly and um it it's 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 very very uh uh what would i say it's a, a very fulfilling um uh feeling that you get from this when you get to see them fight their way back and and make believers out of the people who doubted them um more than one occasion we were skeptic and mm-hmm. and we just didn't know. But these same individuals went to work. I mean, they brought their A game and they, yes, they went did. to work. And before yes, it was did. over, we were all we were all convinced that they were the right choice.
1: Absolutely. Uh, you know, the Clark Sisters when it came out in twenty twenty, um, one note, one thing they kept saying, the mother, the matriarch of the choir, was talking about that one voice. One voice, you know. I want all y'all. I know y'all might be separate, but we need one voice. The Puckett Twins, <laughs> come on now. Yeah, I told you, Bishop, yeah. I've seen this series twice now, so <laughs> I am gonna. I can talk to you about this series on and off air. But the Puckett yeah. Twins, one voice. Tell us about that.
2: One voice. One voice. Uh, I really, honestly, it was my first time experiencing anything like that, I was uh, i was moved beyond uh, expression when I heard them. There's something, it has to be, something in their DNA being twins. Um, I've often heard that uh, twins can sometimes know what the other one is thinking and they can feel what the other one is going through. Well, if any of that is true, these twins um, have the ability <laughs> to have a, a, a unified voice um, when they sing. There are times when you can't tell one from the other. And mm-hmm. it's amazing. And not mm-hmm. to mention, um, these are not what you would call uh, your classical uh, or your classic uh, soulful singers. Right. Um, these 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 boys are white. These white boys, and I mean, <laughs> see, I, when I, I wasn't I tell gonna go you, there,
1: I wasn't gonna. you were feeling you too know, much. Stop, Bishop. Stop, bitch. Too much. But I'm telling <laughs> you, I mean, they
2: let you have it, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. It's you yes. gotta see it. You gotta see it. You won't regret it.
1: No, you want to good. Uh, a couple of little additional notes here. The uh, The Voices of the Fire Choir will be releasing his first single, "Hit the Refresh," in February. Re- hit the Refresh in February, and if you want to see him, February 6th on BET. The Voices of the Fire Choir, Vo- voices of Fire Choir, will be performing on the twenty second annual Super Bowl Gospel Celebration. That's now we're gonna see him on the for real, not just on Netflix on cable. Well, what's the big yes. expectation? What's the journey for them? Because in the beginning, you told them you're going to sing here, you're going to premiere here. There are opportunities to travel this country, travel this world. Is your vision happening? It's happening, man. It's happening. And I must admit, I got to be honest, uh,
2: much of what I was saying uh, initially was by faith. I was speaking by faith. I was I was calling those things that be not as though they were and calling mm-hmm. them into existence. But mm-hmm. God is not letting me down. He's He's not failing me. These opportunities are manifesting daily. Um, we're receiving calls from so many individuals and um, just trying to pick the right, uh, mm-hmm. make the right decisions as to the different uh, events that we should do. But um, it's been amazing. And, you know, this whole thing with the B T and the uh, gospel uh, celebration for the Super Bowl is one of those things. I would have never imagined right. that I would be involved in anything like that, but mm-hmm. that's a door that has opened, along with so many other doors. And 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 yes, we have um, we have also uh, worked a contract with RCA Inspiration, mm-hmm. and to be on that label. Or, or to be a part of that family mm-hmm. um, with so many other gospel greats. Uh, yes. I'm not even going to start naming them, but, you know, uh, <laughs> the know. greatest of the greats are there. And uh, to to be listed there among those individuals, it's it's just a true testament that dreams really do come true. And, uh, and God is faithful to fulfill his word in your life. If he makes you a promise, he's going to make good on it. And um, it's happening. It's happening. It's a wonderful thing.
1: Well, Bishop, I survived. I've done this interview. Um, <laughs> you know, yes, Jesus does love us all. And yeah. uh, Dan Lee says the temple in the beginning, that's the only thing I'm gonna give away about this series and there are unicorns in this series. There is redemption, <laughs> there is uplift, there is motivation, and there is second chance in this series. Most importantly, yeah. there are blessings both given and received in this series. It is Voices of Fire. Uh, the inspiration I'm speaking to him here, he's an inspiration to me, I'm a fan of his. He may not know it, but now he knows it publicly. That anytime, ah. he has a home and money-making conversation, any platform I have. so. Send me some banners so when y'all air on February sixth, I want to put it on all my social media. When the single come out, please let me know so I can post it on. And then I want to, if I can get my my, I call my 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 trio, my three amigos. If I can get them on the show to talk together before February sixth, let's make that happen too because they let's deserve as it. much shine as you're getting right now because they were the anchors for you. And uh, yes. there were the blessings of being able to, like when she took Ilana, pulled her aside, and did some extra work to get her to the next level of her success. That's what you get out of this series. You know, we got The we got The American Idol, just a different show. This is a show about yes, it is. receiving and getting blessings, testimonials, because they allow to tell the story. And my man, Bishop. You're a blessing, brother. Thank you.
2: God bless you, man. And thanks for having us on the show. We, we enjoyed it. And and uh, we'll definitely make sure that our guys are a part of whatever you want to do.
1: Well, well, first of all, you know through sincerity. When people come on the show, they always get caught off guard because I'm such a sincere interviewer. Because uh, I've been blessed, man. My life, I've been doing the things I want to do in my life since I was 18 years old. And it's only through... <laughs> You know, proper relationships, proper opportunities, proper blessings, proper understanding what God has giving me, taking advantage of it. And that's what this series is about. And I can talk over and over about it, but you got to see that if you have doubts in your life about what you want to achieve, if age has stopped you, a handicap has stopped you, uh, the people around you have stopped you. That's what it's is about It's letting you know. That only you can stop yourself if God gives you an opportunity to achieve, step through that darkness and there's light on the other side. And it's called opportunity. And that's what forces of fire is all about. Thank you, Bishop, for coming on my show.
2: Thank you. God bless.
1: We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that doll. Hi, I am Rashawn McDonald, host of Conversation.com. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award is a celebration of black men making a difference in our community by empowering others to reach their life goals. They can be civic leaders, people in business, activists, celebrities, and everyday dads. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award honoree this week is Randy Williams. Your dreams can be different. Randy is the president of Tally and Twine, a company that designs and manufactures luxury watches and accessories. The company's name comes from an intersection formerly the center of a notorious crime-ridden neighborhood in Virginia. In recent years, the neighborhood has been completely revitalized, and those same families now have the opportunity to own.
0: When you go from being a young man to an older man, you understand who you are more, and you understand why you're doing what you're doing. You're not just doing something to make money, and I want it. Italian swine to be a brand like that, that had these principles and these values that were built into the brand. The
1: Cafe Mocha Swag Award represents men who have strength, whose wisdom is assertive, and who is genuine in their spirit. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. My guests I bring on the show is all about commitments, all about effort and about their success stories. And sometimes in the success story, a stubborn toe. And I want to hear those stories because we all need to know that it's never a clean path to success. My next guest has had a clean path to success. She is one of my favorite people. Her name is Kyla Pratt. Kyla has crafted longevity as an actress since starting her career as a young act at a young age and amassed success in numerous comedies from TV sitcoms to film. She will be reprising her role in the Proud Family. What of favorite animated show in a reboot, The Proud Family Louder and Prouder for Disney+. Plus. I believe it's coming out this year. We'll talk about that. She is currently uh, starred on Fox it's the, in a role called Randy and a Fox series called Call Me Cat. You can catch it every Thursday night on Fox. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations for the very first time, Kyla Blair. <laughs> hey. well, well, you're, looking, you're looking groovy is that the kind of old groovy I'm getting groovy, groovy? I, like groovy. groovy. Yeah. I like groovy that's cool good well first of all you look fantastic and um because in this television age and we you look like I'm serious you look like you can probably still play a, a young teenager you look fantastic Kyler.
3: I get that a lot thank you <laughs> so, it's crazy so, that's, so that's around a compliment kids kids. Really, you want in
1: Hollywood <laughs> You, you know, because we got a battle. You know, because it's a, it's an industry about the youth and your ability to maintain. You know, it's like I always tell people, people say you look good for your age when they say to me. Then I stand next to somebody like you, they go, "You a dad or your grandpa?" You know. <laughs> so, but you look fantastic. Anything you doing? Because you've been locked down on COVID to keep your spirits up and keep physically motivated.
3: Um, it's been difficult. Um, actually when everything started happening, I was actually uh, supposed to shoot the pilot for call me cat and they called and they were like, um, everything's been shut down. Um, right. the first couple of months was really, really hard. Of mm-hmm. course, staying on top of your eating. Cause, um, I'm, I'm an emotional eater <laughs> and I <laughs> like food, but, um, after like a couple of months, you know, I kind of had to, you know, get it together and say, okay, what am I putting in my body? I'm also not exercising as much. I'm also not getting a lot of vitamin D, um, I want to make sure that I'm healthy just in case, right. you know, I come in contact with anything COVID like so I can fight it off. And I just wanted to start putting better things in my body and and started getting physically active again and just making sure I wasn't laying down and chilling all day. You know, some days you gotta do that, but then <laughs> you gotta get yourself back on some type of schedule where it's like, all right, don't. Don't fall off too hard because it's going. Right. Everything's going to open right. up, and then what you, you're going to be looking crazy.
1: <laughs> Wait, I'm going to tell you something. I gained weight too. I I really did gain weight. I was like, uh, my wife, she was, you you hungry? Yeah, you are hungry? Yeah, <laughs> and I was eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I never do that. So, but guess what? <sighs> I was sitting around the house watching TV, watching Tiger King, all the stuff, you know, you know, just different shows on Fox, ABC, everything, you know, because COVID had put me in a lifestyle I had never done in my face. I couldn't control my movements. And so yeah. uncertainty. And so and we all were trapped into that. And so, you know, you know, I'm not saying I was depressed, but I was in a way um confused about when I went out in public. How do I interact properly? And and then I read the stories. I'm assuming you're based in California and California yeah. is like the covid capital of the world right now. You know, with the with the recent surge and productions being shut down and things like that. How do you like you say, you know, taking vitamins and watching what you eat, but you still live in that lifestyle. Is the media over extending the story or you or you can live a comfortable you you move about comfortably in L.A.?
3: Um, no, I'm, I, as soon as you tell, ta- I don't like being too close to people anyway. I like my space. Uh, I, I had, it's funny, I went to the grocery store and I had this shirt on that said, back up. if You can read this, you're too close. And somebody was like, where'd you get that shirt? And I was like, oh, I've had this shirt for about five years. This had nothing to do with the pandemic. Um, but no, no. I like to, you know, I like a little distance. I like personal space. And I know a lot of people right. don't understand that. I also, um, I do abide by rules and I do think that safety is very important. Mm -hmm. Um, if if someone needs me to wear a mask, if we think that masks are protecting us in some way, of course, I'm going to do what I need to do. Thank you. Um, I have, um older relatives. I have young children. Um, I believe in, you know, making sure that we're not spreading this thing even further. I think it's kind of crazy that people are still uh, moving just any way that they want to and um, not thinking about others. Um, Sometimes you got to you got to do what you got to do. But if you just don't want to sit in the house, because I I really feel like this time really um, I was talking to my mom about it this morning, how it, it forced a lot of us to slow down and mm-hmm. focus on things that we weren't really focusing on. And um, this was a time to do that. And uh, we all went through different emotions of how to do it. But a lot of people, you know, don't want to work on themselves. So they don't mm-hmm. want to sit at home with themselves right. mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. try to figure out, okay, what, do, what can I do to better me? You know, they mm-hmm. like, no, I want to do this. And I want to <laughs> do that, having tantrums and stuff. Um, but I, I really took the time to, to work on me and things that mm-hmm. I needed to get in order in my life. Um mentally physically uh mentally physically um, everywhere you know every aspect and just um, focus on that but no we're not we're not new, moving like normal coming from this household we, <laughs> we, we like what oh excuse me drop it off right there thank you
1: <laughs> were well, well, you doing a show I'm assuming you <laughs> like so you taped the pilot coming out of COVID, yes. taping the series how is the set you know because you still got to be funny you still got to be comfortable with everybody around, it is a comedy. And so, you know, I know my background on, they do the, you do a table read with every script. Do they do a table read, they do it via Zoom or do it it live with the table Uh reads?
3: Well, now we shot the pilot during the pandemic and we're we're still shooting the series right now. Right. Um, they have all these extra rules, everything that's put in place. So I basically get hair and makeup done and have to put a mask and a shield back on my face. So it's mm-hmm. constant touch-ups. Um, but for table reads right now, we do Zoom table reads. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of producers. There's a lot of writers that we haven't even met yet in person. Um, they've just been watching us on the cameras. And um, it's it's weird. Um, but of course... Of course, the the only time that we're able to be around each other is when we're shooting and when we're rehearsing. And uh, you would—it's weird sometimes because we'll we'll be next to we'll—they'll be like, "No, you guys need to be closer together for the shot." And we're like, "Oh, I can I can be close to the okay, I can okay." (laughs) (laughs) And then um, with us actors, if you if you do if you have to be closer, you have to kiss or you have to hug. um, You're extra tested that week. Um, I've had days where I've been um, I've had to do three tests in one day. Um, wow. Just to make sure that we keep us safe and our uh, crew safe. And um, yeah, so it, it's been weird because you're kind of trying to develop these characters when you can't really relax. <laughs> right. So um, I think that's why a lot of us were a little anxious with the show coming on, because we're like, how did this happen? Like, I hope everything went great because everything's moving kind of crazy on set, but um, I'm happy with it. I watched it last night and I
1: enjoyed it so much. Oh well. yeah, I enjoyed it. And you know, like I said, uh, now are you the tallest person on the show now? That's <laughs> what I, mean. uh, I got to ask uh, that. I,
3: I am a very, um, you know, short lady, uh, <laughs> and usually I am the shortest. But um, I think Maya and I are around the, around the same height, and uh, Leslie shorter than I am. But I I was heels on. So it looks like I'm way (laughs) taller than them when I'm not.
1: (laughs) But, But you carry your newfound height well okay because 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 <laughs> right. you know I I've seen the pilot and I was very entertained by it and and you you're such a natural Kyla in in this op, this new opportunity to be on television in a sitcom on Fox Network what, what tell us everybody about your character which is named Randy the series is called call me Cat. if you have not seen it, it comes with every Thursday night on Fox please tell us about it
3: well, Call Me Cat is a show based on a show from the UK called Miranda. Mm-hmm. Um, my character's name on this show is Randy, and she is the barista in Cat's Cat Cafe, who mm-hmm. is young, vibrant, tells it like it is, tells you even if you don't want to hear it, she's going to let you know. Um, but she's the life of every party. And, um, yeah, it's a show about a, a woman, a cat played by Maya Bialik, who is 39, unmarried, doesn't have any kids. And finally, something happened in her life where she was just like, I need to make a change and I don't want to work as a math professor. This is not fulfilling for me. And she just dropped everything that everybody said that she needed to be doing and Mm -hmm. decided to live her dream. And so now you guys get to watch her live her dream along with two crazy sidekicks who work in the shop with her and, And uh, we have more characters at our at our bar next door, Middle C, uh, played by Julian Gant and Cheyenne Jackson, and Mm -hmm. we're just we're having fun. It's a lot of fun.
1: (laughs) Okay, I'm assuming as the series go along, we'll learn more about your characters. Right now, I'm seeing you as a very beautiful, very um, opinionated, not really into cats, (laughs) but you work in a cat place.
3: Which is which is hilarious. A woman <laughs> doesn't really like cats, but she's working in a cat cafe. Um right. <laughs> then you know, Randy gotta make her money. She gotta figure that's it right. out.
1: <laughs> I'm not running from it. I'm just letting everybody know how crazy this character is. And let's talk about my favorite man. He's a he's a star on um social media, Leslie Joy. He's about to he's about knee yeah. high. He's he he he's taller than he can dunk on tattoo. <laughs> okay, but you can't talk on Kyla Brett. That's how short he you. <laughs>
3: no, Leslie is hilarious. I remember going into the writer's room and they said, we cast Phil's character. Um, he's amazing. You have to look at his Instagram. It's the cutest, funniest thing ever. And I said, let me see. And they showed me one thing. And I was like, oh my goodness, he's hilarious. I have to follow him. Literally two weeks later is when he went viral. Like he became everybody's, you know, go to during the pandemic. And when I Mm -hmm. tell you this man is so sweet and so hilarious, like you never know what's going to come out of his mouth. Like what he gives you guys on Instagram. That is his everyday. He is amazing.
1: He really is amazing. And so let me just tell you what she's talking about. I think he went from like a half a million Instagram followers to like five million during the pandemic.
3: was less than that i think he was i think he was even lower than half a million
1: yeah because i I know it's a real low number i didn't want to like go below what it could have been but it's an amazing low number and if you go to his instagram account he dances he if let's give a little background he does a lot of voiceover work which we're going to get to in a minute because your animated (laughs) reboot on disney plus because and so a lot of people don't know him but they've heard him and so to see him Kind of playing out these little character playoffs and stuff on TikTok and all these different platforms. He's made for social media, and he's fun, and he's an older guy that's very hip, very topical, yes. very uh, you know. If, if I find I him to with somebody like that, I would say a Dick Van Dyke type because he he doesn't act his age, and he's very relatable. And you have to be able to sit he with him act
3: at all. He is, he is a big old kid. He eats all the props on the set. I'm like, you not, we need that for the right, next take. Right. And he's like, they got right. some more. He <laughs> is hilarious. He's been in this game for so long and acting for so long. And I think it's amazing that something like Instagram has now shown the world who this man really is. And he is absolutely hilarious. Like I, I like half the stuff that comes out of his mouth. We, we, you, I don't even know how he's on Fox. Because he's just like, it, anything that comes to his brain, mm-hmm. it's just out. It just, and yeah. I'm like, Leslie, you can't <laughs> say that. But he, like, he's the sweetest. And he has so many great things coming his way um, because of because of Instagram. And then and then seeing the things that he does and the, the joy that he brings to everyone who follows him. It's like, that's what we all needed, you know? So he, he just, he exploded at the right time. We needed him. He helped through, he helped so many people through this.
1: Yeah, here's the fun part about, um. Your show, because, you know, we all, you know, Hollywood, you know, you get a show, you audition and they don't get a call back. And then you get a show where the star of the show comes from a an incredibly hit a hit series called The Big Bang Theory, one of the executive mm-hmm. producers. Is from the Big Bang Theory, and now you get to be a part of a show on Fox Television. Tell us about that emotional, you got it, and the relationship that you built on the show with your leading lady, who is an Emmy nominated, from the Big Bang Theory.
3: what's crazy is that um, this project came to me um, from the mm-hmm. creator of the show, who's also producing, uh, Darlene Hunt. I worked with her previously. And um, she's like, I need you to come in, I need you to test for this. And um, I heard that you know Mayim was a part of it and Jim Parsons was a part of it. And um, just to even get the opportunity to be in the same room as people that you know you can learn from um, was an amazing, this thought of right. the possibility of being able to do that. Mm-hmm. And then to actually be able to become a part of the show and work with these people mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. when I tell you did not disappoint in any type of way, Mayam is literally like literally does everything and she's so sweet and gracious and a human being. And to to you know I've been in this business for a very long time yes. and I've worked so much and there's not a lot of times where I come across people where I'm like, okay, I have to watch everything this person is doing because she is doing ev- like she's doing everything and she's doing it great. So right. You know, I just I am I feel so blessed to be a part of a situation with people who have worked so successfully for so long, but are also mm-hmm. amazing human beings that show that, you know, you don't have to be crazy right. <laughs> to make things work. I mean, you got to be a little crazy, but uh, but the good crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we know you're crazy. Penny Proud. OK, Penny Proud. <laughs> Did you think you would come yeah. back?
3: Um, I didn't. I I didn't think uh, a lot
1: of people for years Come on, Penny. have been you like. You didn't think of Penny? Come on, Penny. You <laughs> didn't age. You didn't age <laughs> Penny at all in I real life. Think- all animation. My,
3: my voice hasn't changed at all. Literally, love somebody's like, "Do your kids listen to you?" Because when you are talking, you don't sound like nobody's mama. You sound like a little cartoon <laughs> character. Like, first of all, yes, they do listen to me anyway (laughs) no but I never thought that um I mean you've been hearing different things here and there and Mm -hmm. so many things are getting rebooted and remade and um so of course I didn't you know think that it was uh I I heard talks but I didn't think it would be a possibility and um then I got the call from Ralph Farquhar and Bruce Smith and they basically said they wanted to give it a go and I'm like hey like it it can't Ain't nobody else playing penny, so y'all, we better figure this out. <laughs> and, um, I know that's right. and yeah, you know, brought everybody along for the ride, and it's been tough because um, we actually started recording right before the uh, right when the pandemic was happening, and so right. we had to start uh, recording everything at home. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's difficult to record at home when you have kids that are not in school and they loud like they mama. So uh, we're figuring this out though. We're making it happen.
1: <laughs> Don't mess with them checks. Don't mess with them checks. Come on now. I'm
3: like, baby, hey, just is for a few minutes.
1: No, they're trying to get a part in the show. That's what I know what they're trying to do. <laughs> now, let's talk about this, this, this character. You know, when you talk about recording at home, you know, this is not picking up your phone or your cell phone recording at the home. Did they send you right. some special equipment? How did that work out?
3: Oh, yes. We had to get the, the right mics, um, the right uh, everything that needed to go into a computer. And I literally, when I tell you this computer thing, Before this pandemic, I knew how to answer my email right? and uh, I knew how to (laughs) write a quick message. (laughs) But as far as anything else, no. Uh, So Hmm. I've learned so much. Um, I had to learn different tools and how to record myself and and, uh, even having, I don't even know the name of the things that they sent. Like I had a a bounce thing that I had to put behind the microphone and I had Mm -hmm. to put... I I uh I went to visit my grandmother. I had to put pillows on top of it to make sure the sound was the sound quality was good. Mm-hmm. Like they sent us so much stuff, and I'm like, mm, luckily my man is a, a, he's a recording artist, so mm-hmm. he knows how to hook up all that stuff. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't have to um cry today. Uh, so <laughs> uh, luckily I had the help that I needed. But yeah, they sent us everything.
1: Well, you well you know you have to learn sometimes. And so the thing about right. it is that when you get it, get an opportunity, so, you know, I looked at, uh, uh, this is Disney Plus, where I just saw Soul, that uh, Jamie Foxx uh, animated, mm-hmm. which is really great. It's, I've seen it twice. It's Love really fun. It. And then I hear about this announcement of, you know, the return, I'm going to just call it the return of Penny Proud you know,
2: the hey. Proud family,
1: louder and prouder. So hey. when I hear louder and prouder, I hear volume. I hear they're going to be all over the place, but we know you're on Disney Plus, so you're not going to get extreme. What does louder and prouder mean?
3: Uh, to me, louder and prouder, I feel like when I was recording The Proud Family back in the day, I had no idea what I was a part of. I was 14 years old and I didn't realize the things that we were talking about and the messages that we were giving young kids watching Um, watching the cartoon, and I feel like louder and prouder now, it's like we, it's like Proud Family 2.0. We basically upgraded the conversations that are going to be happening, and Mm -hmm. I'm surprised at some of the things that, you know, Disney Plus is is allowing us to do, but, you know, we have to do those type of things if we want to maintain the authenticity of being the Proud Family. We have to come through with the messages. We have to come through with the knowledge. We have to come through with the real things that need to be said and need to be Taught and learned about, especially in our community. So, I just feel like there's a lot of different storylines that people are going to be like, "What?" Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but you know, they, it's it's teach them young, teach them young. Well, you know, the you interesting
1: know? thing about your career because I've I, I've been fortunate to watch your career. You know, I've been fortunate to be on set with you and watch the professionalism, watch watch how you at a young age and 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 as a young teenager and become a young adult. That's longevity. And, you know, you have people who want to get in the business. Uh, can you give them any advice or any thoughts to the process of what this business can offer, offer you for opportunity, but what you have to give or sacrifice to be successful in this business?
3: Uh, this business is a very difficult one. Um, I, I always tell people, please only get involved if it's something that you have love for, that you love. Um, fame and all that popular stuff. And that doesn't mm-hmm. really... It's too much going on to just want that. Um, and then also it's, it's practice, it's studying, it's taking it seriously. It's, 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 it's a very difficult, it's like, it's mentally, it can be completely draining. And I know a lot of people look at me and they're like, Oh, you're, you know, you you turned out so well. And, and I say, you know, that's because I was able to recognize when things were too much for me, um, or mm-hmm. when I just changed how I looked at things mentally, like in this business, you're going to be told no a million times, and it's going to make you question yourself. It's going to make you rethink everything that you know about you. And you have to get stuck in your head that, Hey, I'm going to keep getting told no, but that doesn't mean that I'm not good. That doesn't mean that I'm not worth it. It just means that that one thing wasn't meant for me. And now I'm on the hunt for the next thing. And, uh, I know someone asked me recently, like, what did you audition for that you didn't get? And it took me like 10 minutes to think about it because I was like, honestly, after I for something, if I haven't heard back. Oh, no, it's out of it's it's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gone. And I'm on to the next thing. I can't dwell on the past, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get into a business like this, you just got to make sure here is is straight, because a lot of people don't understand that, you know, we're human beings. We're not machines, and we go through the same things that everybody else goes through. And if you want to do it, just keep hustling and fighting. And people are gonna tell you you can't. Just like anything else, you gotta prove them wrong.
1: Well, you, well, let me tell you something. I'm proud <laughs> of you, Penny. Proud, okay. And uh, I've seen, I've seen the journey, and I know, you know, there's so many, it's so many casualties out there. You know what I'm talking about. And uh, and it's sad by that process because it's really you can be famous on a series. And then all of a sudden, you're constantly chasing that that series or that moment or that opportunity. And like yes. you said, you have to actually walk away. You have to shut down and don't let these negatives win. And if you let the negatives win, I think that's when, it, that's when you don't have – but you've always had a balanced life. And I always tell people on the show that it's important to have a balanced life, that you are not consumed – by what you do, but who you are. And you've always had that as part of your mantra. Tell, can you tell us about that, Penny? Uh, Penny excuse me. Call, her, call her. I've,
3: <laughs> I've always, um I've always wanted to have it all. And mm-hmm. um, I remember being younger and people were like, don't have kids yet. And I'm like, first of all, right. I do what I want to do. <laughs> um, but I just feel like you have to have balance. I understand that what I do for a living is my job. And I love it. And I'm very fortunate to be able to do something that I love. Right. Um, but it is not my complete entire life. Um, I am a regular person with an extraordinary job. And mm-hmm. um, it's difficult, especially in a business like this, because you like you said, you have those moments where you yes. have the TV shows and you're on top. And then the next thing you know. Uh, people are looking at you like you've never worked before and you're like, yes. wait, what? Like I've been <laughs> mm-hmm. hustling and I've been doing X, Y, and Z. And, <laughs> and what do you mean? And you kind of just have to, like I said, it's all, it's all about your mental and, and understanding. Like I, I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, mommy has always wanted to be a mommy and mommy has mm-hmm. always wanted to be an actress. So Mommy has to juggle both. If mommy's tired, so what? Mommy got to figure out when to get her nap (laughs) in or, you know, like just continue to, you know, fight for your dreams and what you want to do. But also recognize that, you know, one thing in your life is not everything
1: you have. to uh, You know, I I love you from a standpoint of who you are, the, the brand you presented yourself. You're a beautiful woman, beautiful mom, beautiful wife. Uh, she stars in the new series on Fox every Thursday. Call me Cat, but see, I'm always loving because my boy Ralph Farquhar, that's my boy, you yes. know, and, and Bruce over there, the, the Penny Proud, the, 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 the return. Oh, Penny Okay, oh, yeah,
3: so you know, you know Ralph coming with it. You know Ralph, <laughs> if they ain't playing no games. We coming back. We coming back hard. <laughs> well, my friend,
1: uh, again, uh, continue to grow. Continue to grow on social media. Continue to be the brand. I want to thank you for taking the time to come on Money Making Conversations. And I I, I enjoyed the series. And if you happen to turn on the show, and she's on the screen with Leslie Jordan, no, she has not grown. Leslie is just the shortest <laughs> man on national TV. <laughs>
4: and, I,
3: and I probably have on heels. I have yes, on heels. Oh beautiful I'm not heels. Now,
1: I'll, tell <laughs> I'll tell you something. You got it going on. You know, I know you're mad now. You they got all these kids going on. Okay. But you got it going on, sister girl, with the heels and everything. Thank and you doing it okay. Bye bye Carla. We win. Okay. Thank if you, you so much. Money.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: I appreciate it. I always bring people on the show that I've you know, I've met in the past, I've encountered, I've read books on, or seen them on the big screen, or heard them do efforts in the corporate world. My next two guests are two of those people. My next two guests are Tambra Cherie and Latisha. Pearson, they're starting a new docu series on their own TV series called Bell Collective. Tambor is the new single on air midday radio diva for Jackson's top hip hop and R&B radio station. Hot and controversial show called the Relationship Hour. We are gonna find out what's so controversial about the Relationship Hour and the Letitia. That's she totally different. She's the CEO of the National Women's Brunch Organization. Her brunches bring powerful women together and help promote self-empowerment. And then this is a great thing about it. Her goal in mind is to bring the ladies together to revitalize Fair Street, an iconic black neighborhood in Jackson, Mississippi. That's right. This docu-series is set in Jackson, Mississippi. I've been to Jackson, Mississippi many times as a stand-up comic. Just recently went there and hung out with my girl, Tamara. That was way before the relationship <laughs> hour. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations. My girls, Tambra Sheree and Latisha Pearson. <laughs> Hi. Wow, Thank you so man. much for having a, a us. Show. Thank you. you. you no, know, I and I now yes, first excited. time on meeting. Now I met Tamara and I'ma just tell you, and she'll tell you. I told her she was talented when I met her. That was about four years ago. I said, you were mm-hmm. talented. And I said, are oh, you going to stay in Jackson? She said she loved the community. So tell us what's happened since I last saw you. Because I was down there doing my perfect bake tour, telling everybody I, was doing, I had a baking contest. I was doing that in the winter one in the Jackson area. And that's how we met.
5: Yes. 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 I still have my perfect bank, Matter of fact, you gifted me with one.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It.
5: Yes. It, it has been some years, Rashad, and you are you're absolutely fantastic. right. You You told me then. I remember the words that we, re- the conversation we had right here in this studio. You talked mm-hmm. about me being talented, and the one thing you wanted to know that you're not telling everybody, you wanted to know why am I still in Jackson? Yes, that so was it. your question to me.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she knew I asked her that. So, I yeah.
5: said, uh. That was your question. That was mm-hmm. your number one question. You, oh, t- wow. you kept telling me, like, you don't want to leave. You don't want to leave. He kept mm-hmm. telling me that. I right, do so. remember that. But mm-hmm. a lot has happened since then. Since uh-huh. then, I've done a, some television since then. Mm-hmm. I've been mm-hmm. doing television, a lot of hosting. Of course, I still love, absolutely love my station. I love what I do. And mm-hmm. I do believe one of the reasons that God had me say is this opportunity right here. We get right. to show people Jackson like they've never seen before.
1: Well, it's amazing. Now, Leticia, you, this is the first time I'm introduced into this relationship with you. You look fantabulous. Tentab- Thank you. Fantabulous. You know, I love the, I love the colors, <laughs> you know, you, Thank you. you, you got a little, you got that that swag to you when you walk out in the streets. Now, tell hey. us about your background. Yeah, I like to the, I do it that.
4: Yes, yeah.
1: Ooh, come on. I do know about, yeah. you know, little Tambora, tell us about you. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Absolutely. Don't go country on me now. I know we're in Jackson, Mississippi. They got Wi Fi down there. No,
4: don't do me. Don't do me in a minute now.
1: Don't do Don't do me in a minute now. Don't do me. Don't do me. Don't do me. You do you us us. Oh, yes. me? Show, don't do me. 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 Don't do me.
4: Don't do me. do Everything. Tambra actually said some wonderful things about you, so I did yeah. do a little research, right? So my girl Tambra did say great <laughs> things about you. So mm-hmm. again, it's so great, great introduction. As you said, I am uh, the founder of an organization called National Women's Brunch Organization. And it is for female entrepreneurs. We provide them with resources to help them start businesses, whether it be um, to educate them with financial literacy to help them start um, businesses. Uh, We also empower them. We focus more so on mindset change because we all know that everything starts in the mind first. And that's the only way you'll be able to see anything um, productive in your life. So that's what we do. I, my platform mm-hmm. was catered to women because I personally um, knew that in order to make anything and anybody great, I first had to become the change, right? right? So I created that platform for women. So yes, yes, my country self. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you own it, Letitia, own it, girl. Uh, I'm from Houston, Texas. Don't let these clothes fool you. I like black eyed peas and Okay, black eyed peas. Nice. <laughs> And Chitters and okay. <laughs> now. Here's the great thing about this whole conversation. You guys in Mississippi, we've seen the racial arrest this country went under in 2020, and we saw a tremendous change in the state of Mississippi with the removal of the flag. You know, from a media standpoint, you out front, and I know you get a lot of calls and a lot of reactions. Tamara, talk to me about that change that you've seen Whoa. with the removal of the flag. I know it's not major some stack some situations but it still was a major change from a symbolism standpoint
5: oh. absolutely i had radio personalities from across the country to reach mm-hmm. out to me some mm-hmm. people who didn't even realize that we still had that flag with that they didn't even realize it right. and so it was literally history it was history that we can say that we actually were a part of here in jackson because we've watched people march to take Mm -hmm. that flag down we've watched protests to take it down we've watched protests to keep it up and this Mm -hmm. has been ongoing it's not something that just happened it's been an ongoing fight and to finally see that fight and watch how it ends play right in front of us it's a part of history and i'm actually happy to say that i was on air when it happened
1: Wow. Well, wow. you know, when you talk about black empowerment, Leticia, and uh, you, and we're going to get to the revitalization of Ferris Street in a minute. But, you know, we talk about the South and the Mississippi has always had a terrible racist history, you know, in the South. You know, you know, you can go to Alabama, you know, Georgia, all the South have their story. But Mississippi has always stood out. When you talk about black women empowerment, which you were talking about, you know, black girl magic. Talk to us about some of the obstacles and then what you were trying to achieve when you talk about breaking through that financial literacy ceiling and that glass ceiling. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, as you said, um, coming from the South and trying to uplift the, the black community, we all know it's history. So, of yes. course, I'll face several obstacles. Um, obstacles from partnerships, meaning that banks in the community trying to get my ladies a partnership to Mm -hmm. help them establish credit with some of our banks. Um, And also that's something that we need more of here in the South. We need, Mm -hmm. I mean, all over black, black owned um, banks, you know, so I've definitely faced that trying to get partners um, to partner with my organization to help us, you know, luckily and properly, we have been able to secure a few partners that can help our entrepreneurs. Our black entrepreneurs um, take out loans to start establishing credit. And that is so important to learn financial literacy, because coming up, that's something that I wasn't taught, you know. And again, um, everything that I do is passion driven or it's from experiences that I do not want anyone else to encounter. So Mm -hmm. that's basically what this organization in its entirety is. It is to help girls, women who look Mm -hmm. exactly like me to have the opportunity to succeed. So that's why this platform was created.
1: When well, when did it start and was it just mm-hmm. you were you inspired by somebody?
4: Mm -hmm. Well, actually, it started as Women Brunch Mississippi, and we started Mm -hmm. that in 2017. I attended a brunch in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was just so amazed by this brunch that I attended. Well, it wasn't even a brunch. It was an event. It was like a networking event. And uh, I was so amazed how women were networking together. They were like, you know, how can I pour into you? How can you pour into me? And I was like, wow, this is something that Mississippi needs. So originally, it started as a networking event. Mm-hmm. I hosted um my first event in 2017 mingling over Mimosas business branch to allow mm-hmm. business owners to come in and network. Well, we set up for like 60 60 62 people and we had over 100 100 um people to attend and I was like, "Oh my goodness, that, let, that was like a supply demand. That was something that was needed and a confirmation for me to do more of them. So I created Women Brunch Mississippi and right. that Women Brunch Mississippi was to empower the women here in the state. Well, as the organization starts to like take its own life, thank you, Jesus, it starts to take its own life. <laughs> I had women reaching out in Alabama. I had women reaching out in Atlanta and Texas. How can I be a part of this organization? So I was like, you know what? Hmm, let me get outside my comfort zone. And I stepped out to National Women's Brunch Organization.
1: Well, the, the, the great thing about it uh is that you're trying to create change. Now, when yes. I when I go back to Tamra, I gotta tell you something, Tamra. Mississippi Monica Barnes texts me. You know, Mississippi Monica Barnes, she's the <laughs> one of the, the executive producers of Steve Harvey uh morning show. I gave her a break and gave her an opportunity to get on the show. And she texts me, uh, Tamara is gonna do your show, and she wants to know if you remember her. I was so mad (laughs) that I got that text. Like, I'm going to forget you. We had had a long conversation. We sat in the studio for several hours. (laughs) And I remember everything I told you. I said, why are you still in Jackson? <laughs> and, and and that made an impression on me. And when I when I th- when I think about what you are becoming, and you was evolving not only as a as an individual but as a person, and you this is this whole this is gonna be a big transition, ladies, because now you know, people are gonna know you sometimes for the right reasons, for the wrong reasons, you know. And you have this show called the Relationship Hour on radio. Okay, they say it's controversial. Uh, please tell us why. And it's fun controversy. But, but tell us why.
5: Well, you know what? I've been doing that show for years and it's just mm-hmm. a part of something that's inside the midday that we do once a week. And it's mm-hmm. just been controversial. I think they, why they call it controversial is because we open the phone lines to the to the audience. It's, it's mm-hmm. open to the audience. The audience comes up with the questions. They right. send in what they want to talk about. And literally people give their opinions on what's going on. We all know that relationships <laughs> pretty much rule this entire world, okay? okay? We know that. So we talk okay. about not only personal relationships and professional relationships, but all type of relationships, even if you're dealing with family. And a lot of times it can be very controversial just by the things that people say. Right. And I've had people to call and say the strangest things. So mm-hmm. it does. And we're in the middle of the day. We're talking at one o'clock. This is not <laughs> night conversation. This is conversation you're literally at work listening to. So that's yeah. why you say when they say controversy, I've had people to call me and say, look, do you know who asked that question? Because it sounds like she's talking about my husband. I've had those type mm-hmm. of questions. So no. but it's, it's all fun. And it talks about, I know, right? It talks right. about relationships because relationships are so. Important, and it just opens opinions up for everyone to get involved.
1: Well, you know, you know, Stephen Harvey and I, you know, when it comes to relationship, act like a lady, think like a man. The movies, so I know the strawberry letter that he does at the top of eight o'clock. Been doing that since two thousand. So I know the power of a relationship. But you doing it for a whole hour, though. We just did a yeah. letter, so. That whole hour concept, would you take several phone calls? or yeah. uh, Is it men they call to? How does yes. that work? <laughs> men
5: and women, Rashawn. <laughs> like men and women. Yes, we open it up for everyone to call in. I hear from my ladies and I hear from my guys' point of view. And sometimes the ladies are more interested in a guy's point of view. Because you right. know, yeah. when you're over the phone, you can be yourself. You can right. say exactly what you want to say and how you feel instead of like you thinking somebody's looking at you or trying to judge you. So that's why I think when people say it's controversial, because they're seeing how they really, really feel. Because
1: yeah, they don't have to be seen. It's not Zoom. There's not sitting no. down on a TV show with a Steve Harvey type or Oprah is on the phone and they can get away with it. Now, Leticia, you you've heard on the this phone. call. They can right? get
5: away with whatever they say, their real feelings about how they feel on that on the topic that we're actually talking about.
1: Now, Leticia, you're about and to show. And you'll be lady, like, right?
5: the, the conversations and the uh-huh. stories that I have heard, some of uh-huh. them actually are part of my book. Like Some of <laughs> oh. the years of the conversations I've heard, some of the things will blow your mine <laughs> and there's no well, it's I a don't no know. judgment no. zone. No. Nobody's judging you because we're just right. listening to your real opinion.
1: Right. So, leticia mm-hmm. you have heard our I- show. <laughs> have you heard our show? Absolutely,
4: absolutely. You cannot be in Jackson, Mississippi, and had to the midday diva. So, oh, absolutely. Know,
1: yeah, both of y'all funny to me. Like Jackson, Mississippi, New York. Yeah. I'm gonna tell y'all something. You know, it's Jackson, Mississippi. Is
5: how we it's met. Jackson That's Mississippi. This is the interesting part of it. This is you how know. we met her brunch. This is why uh-huh. I love Letitia. Letitia reached out to me for her brunch, and we've been just like this, the relationship group ever. Oh, so since. y'all got and a TV relationship.
1: Amazing. Y'all a real relationship. Yes. <laughs> All right, yes. that's cool. See, I can I get tired of these manufactured relationship You know, you're a TV your st- you're a no. radio star, she a community star, y'all make a great television show. So you guys know each other.
4: Oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. That's yes. why. I- that's why this show here, Bell Collective, is so, uh, so amazing because we're all connected. It's not anything, like you said, manufactured. Like, this is this is our real life. It's reality. And I think that that's what people, they're going to love about it. I think that they're going to love the realness. I think not only that, they're going to love the ladies and they're going to love Mississippi. You know, Everybody's curious about Mississippi. And what I, I love about this group of women, we all bring something out of Mississippi. Out of us, that's that's so Mississippi, and it's so different, and it's so unique, and we're all, you know, we we're all friends. Or now, this is about not, five ladies, cool.
1: right? Five ladies. I'm meeting two of you guys. I'm meeting you, Leticia I'm meeting you, Tamara You also have Latrice Rogers, Doctor mm-hmm. Antoinette Lows, mm-hmm. and then you have uh, a Maria a Marie Hamilton. Uh-huh. Tell me about uh-huh. the personality of Doctor Antoinette. What's the question? The, tell
4: me about her personality, what's her personality, Dr. Antoinette. Yes. What's Antoinette's personality? Um, so, if I had to say, Antoinette's personality, of course, she's a dentist. So, um, I think that you know, she's just cool, lay—you know, cool, laid back. Right. I mean, I really don't know, like the personality. If I had to say. Uh, like I could easily, you say, "What's Tamra's personality? Bubbly, midday diva, <laughs> extra loud, sweet." You know, with um, with you know, but if I had to say Antoinette, she's she's just very, you know, low key, chill. You know, she she's not as out. I wouldn't say as loud. Mm-hmm. Like you gonna hear me and Tamara. Right. Well, you gonna hear? me? she's a <laughs> okay?
1: She's a dentist, so she can't be too out there. Hasn't have a decorum of professionalism. Now, so tell me this, tell me this, Tambra. How about Latrice Rogers? Can you tell me something about her, Tambra?
5: Oh, Latrice? Oh, definitely. I actually met (coughs) Latrice through radio. Yes, that's actually, like, she's been a client of radio where I've actually voiced Mm -hmm. her commercials. And Uh that's how we met is through Mm -hmm. radio. She's a client of our station. I've actually Mm -hmm. done some things with her and that's how we met. So when I think about Latrice's personality, I think really business minded, like she was all about her business when I met her and she wanted to grow her business. So I literally watched her business grow. I really have. So it is a great thing just to watch the growth when it starts right here and you watch it just grow. That is beautiful. Like, you cannot help but absolutely respect
1: it absolutely. and
5: love it. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: the t-shirt, the, the final member is uh, Maria Marie Hamilton. What is her profession? Tell me something about it.
4: Oh, my goodness. Marie is definitely a powerhouse in the community. Um, Marie is her business partner, Essie. Actually, Essie and I were from the same hometown. And that's how Mm -hmm. I met Marie. Marie has been at my brunches, attended my brunches and supported my brunches ever since the very first brunch that I had. So our relationship has gone from business to personal now. And she is just all business minded, like. They operate all of these businesses. She's always looking forward to the next big thing. Uh, Maria is just, she's very outspoken, but she's very lovable too. So Maria, I, I, right? I like
1: Maria. This, this is Five Women. It's called The Bell Collective. It's set in Jackson, Mississippi. These are dynamic women rep- representing the finest of Mississippi's entrepreneurship, determined to break through the ceiling, glass ceiling of and social consciousness. The interesting thing about these shows is that when this airs, January fifteenth is I believe it's the premiere date. Do you expect yes. you know, this is fame, you know, because yes. all all you, you know, people know you, you guys in the community know you. But it's like I always tell people like, you know, my name is Rashawn, and when people start saying my name correctly all the time, it really tripped me out because I can always tell people who didn't know me when they didn't say it right. Not everybody gonna know how to say <laughs> Letitia. Everybody And that's know not how to the right it.
4: way. That's <laughs> just how I say it, and I I and my friends call me Letitia, but that's a good point. When I hear Letitia, hi, Letitia, I know that someone on my father's side or my right. mom is upset at me. If she's cool with me, it's, hey, Tisha. If she's
1: right. upset, Leticia. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but, Tabra, you know, you're on the radio. So, in a sense, you are famous. You know, I'm not saying Leticia isn't famous, but, you know, you're on the radio. You're on a popular show, Relationship Hour show. So, you're used to that level. But this is a visual level you're about to get to. Are you ready for that? Well, let me tell you,
5: actually, I um, I did have the opportunity to do some guest hosting before. And that mm-hmm. was on another network. And then I was mm-hmm. actually doing some other um, hosting and guest correspondence stuff for Dish Nation, which was on another network. So Absolutely. I have really gotten, I think I i, I had my feet wet a lot, right. <laughs> to be honest. Right. Uh, because once you come across that screen, a lot of things start coming at you. So I've had right. my feet wet quite a few times now. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> But I definitely think this is different because I'm actually opening up my personal life. I'm not just talking entertainment news. I'm not just hosting an event, which I'm used to doing that on television, but I'm actually opening my personal life. So this is very different for me.
1: Okay, well, you you, you opened it up a little bit. Tell us about your personal life. What is your personal life? <laughs> Come on now, you, you you brought it up now. Come on now, Leticia. Come on,
3: Leticia.
5: Tamra, you did, like Tamra, you, you did. Oh. But this is what I said when I say personal life, I I mean, I am so used to I have always prided myself as far as having a professional life that was super, super public, which I absolutely Uh love because I'm a people person. I love people. I love social life. I love all of that. I love people. I do have a passion for people. So Mm -hmm. I, but I've managed to keep my private life and personal life kind of private just Mm -hmm. because I feel like those anybody in my personal life, they didn't sign up for that. They didn't sign right. up for any of what I have going on. But on this show, you actually do get a chance. You see the conversations that I might have with my parents <laughs> that are very mm-hmm. personal to me that you've okay. never seen before. So yeah. when I say personal life, Sean, I'm not just talking about like personal boyfriend, but although you might see a little mm-hmm. bit of that in dating and stuff like That's that. What YouTube, That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. I don't care about your life parents. I care about your parents as
1: well. Mm-hmm. I want to see that man. <laughs> that man. What about that it man? Tisha, <laughs> come on. Man. Help me out, Tisha. For help me
4: out.
1: <laughs> <Huh? laughs> <laughs> Talking about her parents. You, you think I want to see her parents? See, I, old go people. On a day, I don't want to see no old people.
5: I, go what on is on the a day. I do have some things going on in my personal life. Well, you know that I, I've done that I probably need to handle. <laughs> so you see all of that on Dell Collected.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Tisha, <laughs> Tisha, what about you now? She brought up this. I wouldn't even go go there. But when you have somebody open the Pandora box, not yeah. Tisha. <laughs> I did it to myself. That's.
4: A, I mean, Tamara, you did. You just kept and you said, "Oh, and my personal." I'm like, ah,
1: well, Tisha, 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 Tisha. Your turn. Your turn.
4: <laughs> my personal, of course. I mean, you guys are going to see my personal. In its entirety. Um, of okay. course, I am married. I'm married to Glenn. Uh-huh. Glenn and I, we've been together for 23 years. We've been married uh-huh. for 17 years. We wow. have a son, Joshua, who's five years old. You're gonna see mm-hmm. the ins and outs of me trying to really focus on my business, move from housewife under Glenn to boss wife. So, what I love about it, and 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 even the producers, everyone who worked on this show, they made us so comfortable being totally transparent that I think I was maybe too transparent. So what you see <laughs> is really um, what you get. So it's okay, out there. after you watch Bell Collective, I'm sure the world will be like, I I, I know Tisha.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. I'm just going to ask you a simple question. Bell Collective. Where did that title come from?
4: Well, the producer, um, Carlos King, of course, we all know Carlos King, the king of reality, um, his company, Kingdom Reign. Um, Carlos mentioned on our preview that the name came from, of course, we're in the South. We're known right. for Bells and it's a it's a collective, um, mm-hmm. five different women. So I guess him and his brilliant mind, he put together Bell Collective.
1: Cool. Before we go, I want to talk about. I mentioned it in the opening about the uh, the black iconic black neighborhood in Jackson, Mississippi, on Ferris Street. Tell us a little bit about that and why there's an important need to revitalize that street and that community.
4: Mm-hmm. It is so important. Um, and as you will see on the show, it was an inspiration inspired by my grandfather. His face would light up each time he talked about Ferris Street and how that was a black Mecca. There was a safe place for um black people, how there were grocery stores and, and banks and anything that a black person needs, just even the fellowship with one another, you could find it on Ferris Street. So I started to do my research on Ferris Street myself and Mm-hmm. Oh my God! And it was just so amazing. I felt like I have to make this happen. I have to be a part of something here because it's history and it's something that our ancestors would be proud about. Mm-hmm. So I feel like too when I shared this with Tambra before. Tambra and I have had this conversation that it's so important for us to work together to try and revitalize this area, not only for us but for the generations after us. So it, it's my baby. It's my heart. I, I'm I'm putting everything in it and. I'm praying and believing
1: that everything's gonna manifest the Well, way it's The great should. thing about it is that it's it's on TV now. So donations <laughs> will come in and all that good stuff. But you know, Tamara, I gotta I, I gotta I gotta wrap it up with Tambra. Now that's my girl. You know Go ahead, she, go she, ahead. She did a tour. We I spent time <laughs> with her on the radio. I didn't believe she still be in Jackson, Mississippi. Now she on TV in Jackson, Mississippi. You know, so all I know is that you proved me wrong. You are going to be a star. I told you that when I first met you. You know, you were a fantastic uh, friend here on the, my show, Letitia. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Tisha, You know, what, what's the future for you, Tamper? Because uh, you, you, you're your fantastic personality. You're single. I'm going uh, to see a man of you on TV, but that ain't the real man. That's a man <laughs> doing the TV show. So they're going to be other men going to come your way. You know what I'm saying? They're going to come in and try to scoop. Scoop, scoop, scoop. You're going to become a relationship owl. you going to be the really, relationship
5: sure. owl.
1: <laughs> and so, I just, I just want y'all to well, do your face
5: Rashad, you, you know me. I still had that same... <laughs> I Absolutely. still have that same drive and that same passion mm-hmm. that we talked mm-hmm. about. I still and, have that. I, I'm I still it. going for it. You know, mm-hmm. you said I wouldn't leave Jackson. That's not true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is not true. You know, Mm -hmm. I love radio. I love television. I absolutely love what I do. Of course, Mm -hmm. you know, one of my goals is continue to do television and radio and host on television. You know, I love people. I have a passion for entertainment. My passion has not changed. My passion Mm -hmm. for people has not changed. My passion for helping people has not changed. Everything Mm -hmm. is still the same. I'm just in a different seat, in a different driving seat. But my passion is still there. I absolutely love what I do. And the goal is to be full-time hosting television and radio.
1: And I I just want y'all to do me a favor. I want you a favor. Okay. I'm getting you guys before the launch of the show. So maybe like maybe in May. You know when you guys episodes and you know that star that stalkers and people bothering you and paying <laughs> for your meals and following you in your restrooms and and opening oh, the car doors uh. strangers and showing up in your brunch and you don't know them. I want to bring y'all back on the show. Could y'all do me a favor and come back on the show?
5: Absolutely, absolutely Rashad.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> because, That's because a no brainer. Absolutely. You know, First of all, I joke about Jackson, Mississippi, Um, my boy Deion Sanders down there at Jackson State, as the home of an, a powerful HBCU. Uh, HBCUs populate the state of Mississippi. Uh, great food, great people. She know when I was down there. I joke now, yeah. but there's nothing negative that I have to say about Jackson, Mississippi. I'm just excited that Carlos King, he did it in Huntsville. Now he's going to do it again in Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah, and just yeah. knows his business. And it's some great things that are going to come your way. And I'm talking to do very smart business women. And that's what this show is about. Entrepreneurship from different lanes shown in Jackson, Mississippi. This is why I love the show and I love what Carlos King is doing. Cause you think you can yeah, the right. interesting people are in the big cities. Atlanta, yeah. Dallas, Chicago, LA, mm-hmm. New York. No, right there in Jackson, Mississippi.
0: Yes, right there in
1: Jackson, Mississippi. Right here.
5: We have a lot of talent here. Thank a you, Rashad. Absolutely. A
1: lot. A lot. Tisha, and I just can, really... I Tisha? can I call you Tisha? Can I call Tisha?
4: Tisha is good. Tisha is Tisha. great. So Tisha when you, when you is come great. back,
1: I'm oh, gonna be friend, Tisha, Tisha Rishaw, is Tamar, great. Yes. You know, you know, she got that brim. I love that brim though. That hat is cold. Let's go. <laughs> oh, like, like, don't Tamar gonna always uh,
4: rock now. Fly hat, now she okay? she looks like she's in
1: Australia. Uh, she looks like she's in Britain, Australia right now. So I know she fly. I know she fly. I know she fly. Thank y'all both for coming on the show. They the two stars. It's Five Ladies, Black Girl Magic happening in Jackson, Mississippi. It's called the Bell Collective. It will be on their own network. I'm talking to my girl Tisha and my girl Tambra, two of the two stars of the Bell Collective. They'll be premiering January 15th. They'll be back on the show. You know, once they felt the impact of Stardom in Jackson, Mississippi, they'll be back on that album.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Hi, I am Rashawn McDonald, host of Moneymakingconversation.com. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award is a celebration of black men making a difference in our community by empowering others to reach their life goals. They can be civic leaders, people in business, activists, celebrities and everyday dads. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award honoree this week is Terrence Wheeler. His gift is uplifting others. His greatest passion is helping enrich the lives of at-risk young people and communities throughout the metropolitan Detroit area. Terrence is often seen speaking and motivating young people in the Detroit area schools with a simple mission to alleviate the non-academic barriers in education.
0: Helping these young people, loving them past their pain, loving them past the mistake, uh, because these kids have been on earth 200 months. They don't know enough for sure. They're trying to survive. And they just know that when they walk through the school
1: building that this is a place of love and empathy and Mm -hmm. you've done your job. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award represents men who have strength, whose wisdom is assertive, and who is genuine in their spirit. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. My next guest is a a young man who's always been on the journey and known him for a long time, Dr. Frederick Jacobs. He holds a number of degrees, including a bachelor's in business administration, a master's in counseling, and two doctorate degrees in theology and counseling. He is also a pastor. Dr. Frederick Jacobs is the CEO of Celebrity Soul Food, the fastest growing soul food chain in America. The varied menu features local flavors and caters to a diverse crowd, including meat lovers, vegetarians, and vegans. He is putting the restaurant brand on the fast track for a $200, Location roll like gold. Please welcome to money making conversation, Doctor Frederick Jacobs. Yes, sir. How are you? <laughs> Look at that smile. Love it, man. Look at that. That's why. That's why I had to go on video. this smile cannot be seen in audio. How you doing, my friend? <laughs> Mr. McDonald,
0: first of all, let me tell you, I'm absolutely excited, and it has been such a long time since we've seen each other mm-hmm. uh, So last time I had you on my show, h 102.3 out of L.A., mm-hmm. which is on by Stevie Wonder, and I, I have to tell the whole world, because this is my claim to fame to my testimony, man. Not only has God been amazing, but you, sir, you mm-hmm. changed my life and blessed my life because I made this commitment to you on radio mm-hmm. about what I was going to do at this age, and you told me about focus. You told me. Even about the things that you intro with just now about, listen, you know, be transparent, owning your lane, owning your world, be Mm -hmm. yourself, be authentic Mm -hmm. and go after everything that you're skilled and you're promised and passionate about. And I did that, my friend. And that's why I'm standing here today. And I'm I'm excited about it.
1: Well, you should be excited. First of all, I'm proud of you because our journey goes way back, you know, to the catering days, you know, when you had the one title of chef. Tell everybody about that moment. And because it's a proud moment for me, because of the fact that. That's what I do, man. I meet people and I encourage them to seek their greatness and allow them to understand that hard work tied to that passion can, can have this conversation we have in today about a 200 restaurant rollout. Talk about that first initial contact.
0: Well, I mean, that first initial contact, first of all, <laughs> uh, you, you found me uh, literally I was catering at the time for, uh, this celebrity I catered for, uh, Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. When I, uh, when I kind of do the first and, Just the fact that, you know, you did something for me that I feel like many people uh, struggle in or they don't do. And I think this pandemic really should have put people in priorities because out of all the things that you was busy doing, you took a second and you stopped in the middle of everything. And I'm talking about we in an arena and everything was pushing (laughs) and moving. And you stopped and you saw something in me and you had a conversation with me and you cared enough uh, to see in my life uh, Mm -hmm. and to and to hear mm-hmm. uh, and to evaluate and to inspire me. And it, it literally it, it changed my life. My first encounter with you was absolutely what I needed. It said, listen, stop dreaming, get up, get pushing, get moving, because you can do something great. So well, my yeah. first encounter, man, is, a <laughs> hey, it's been an amazing. It's been an well, amazing you know,
1: well, thank you. The, the beauty of who you are, man, is that uh, you wanted to know how to be great, how to be successful, how did the food taste? Did it meet the standards? You know, a lot of people, they don't want to hear any potential negative statement or any particular criticism. And there was nothing negative, but you're willing to hear that. And that's why you're in the position now. So you're in the middle of COVID. Nobody saw COVID coming. You know, I had all kind of I had different plans for 2020. They got kicked to the curb. Now, you are in the restaurant business in California. Talk to us about man, the man that the drama that came over your dream. Well, I'm going
0: to tell you something, you know, what I'm really proud to say and I'm thankful about is not only working the principles that I knew to do in the skill set, but meeting people like yourself, you know, I look at scalability, you know, when I looked in the marketplace, even, you know, certainly been in the pandemic, I looked in the industry and I saw a gap. I saw that in all these years, no one had never emerged as a leader. No one had never scaled what I call scale of the pinch. And mm-hmm. so I got in my lane. I I, I, I became very focused. Mm-hmm. And I, I I did what you said. I didn't um, I didn't try to be the Joneses. I've been taking Joneses. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. I got it in my pocket mm-hmm. and I started working it. And you know, amidst the pandemic, we have grown about 140%. Mm-hmm. And we did that by finding a place in the marketplace, working a skill set, staying focused, but people get stuck. And what we're doing is we're providing a vehicle for people who, in amidst this pandemic, I think they situated a priority. say, so you know what? I've been dreaming. I've been working for others. I've been doing all types of things, but I've done nothing for myself. You know, at the end of the day, I've not moved forward in my dreams and my passion. Mm -hmm. And so the people that I encounter today is I help them get unstuck. I help them move forward in their lives much like you did to me. So I'm really paying homage and thank you by working in my gift saying thank you for taking time for me as I take time now for us.
1: Well, I'm taking time again to promote your brand because you're so credible to me. So let's talk about the before we get to the menu. Let's talk about the celebrity soul food story because the menu is uh is diverse. Meat lovers, vegetarian, and vegans, which lets me know why you've been successful. Because that vegan has been a big push during the pandemic. Vegetarian menus have been a big push. During the pandemic, because we all know during COVID-19, african American they're not saying it publicly, but African-American and people over 65 were overtly affected by and still is being overtly affected by the pandemic. Right. That's why Trump was still holding rallies because he knew his fan base wasn't African-Americans. So with that being said, you launched the celebrity soul food store. Tell us how that dream came about and how we got to the day before we get into the menu.
0: Well, you know, for me, um, I think I, I wanted to make sure that. Soulful actually get its rightful place in history and and really get paid homage to. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest with you, and it's just true transparency as a CEO. It's been it's been served so poorly. You know, I, I thank God for all those who have preceded me. Uh, the mom and pops, I think, is amazing. Uh, our grandmothers and great grandmothers have done amazing, but that is why I'm here. I don't I don't stand. Uh, I'm not creating history. I'm standing on the back of history, but mm-hmm. I am saying we have skill sets. We're innovative. We are authentic but it's time to scale it. It's time to make sure that soul food go up there with all the other Mm -hmm. great cuisine. You know, we're everywhere, but no one ever want to give us credit. And then Mm -hmm. the other side to it is then we put those uh, type of places into some of the poorest locations in the communities. Mm -hmm. Soul food deserves uh, to be presented in the the element that it, it really needs to be, which is greatness. Soul food for me is much more served in just herbs and spices. So cool for me, it's like, I, would, I remember being at my grandmother's house, and I was small, and I was sleeping, and right. I, I went to sleep because it was raining outside, and I couldn't play. And all of a sudden, this aroma, uh, yeah. it just woke me up. And mm-hmm. I went in the kitchen, my mom and grandma was in there, and I was tasting this pound cake, and it was amazing. And all of a sudden, Rashad, the, the sun came back down. That's so cool <laughs> and many people all around the world got stories like that, right. all kinds of cultures that they remember mama, they remember mm-hmm. grandmother, the things where they were and what they was doing when they was tasting that amazing dish. So it's the stories that's getting ready to be lost. And I'm gonna make sure as the new manager of Soul Food, that's not happening. We belong in prime locations. We belong in an innovative uh, way to present the dish so that all, they that all can know how great really Soul Food is.
1: Well, you know, it's really great hearing you talk with passion, talking with a plan, because let, let me just talk about me when I go into a Soul Food restaurant, you know, is that you know? I love a uh, I love a vegan plate because some, some, some restaurants you go into you go you go full vegetables plate with cornbread and so I get the black eyed peas over white rice or I get the uh, the okra and the, and the tomatoes. Oh man, oh, come on now, starting starting to get hungry now. The, the yams, <laughs> which is always pay a little bit extra for the for the yams. You know what I'm saying? Just pay a little extra for that yam and the sweet corn. So, but there's 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 explain to me, there is southern food there's soul food. Now, what is the difference, or is the same thing just been renamed as Southern food?
0: Okay, first of all, it's absolutely not the same. Okay. You know, they have this little saying, uh, <laughs> sir, that says that uh, uh, everything's Southern ain't soul food, and everything soul food absolutely can be Southern. Tell us, <laughs> doctor, come on, doctor, thing. talk to us. So, the story has been told wrong. You gotta understand, my, my, my mother, and my, my grandmother, particularly, uh, is African-American and also Indian descent. Okay. And with that being said, is you got to understand that when, they, when 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 African-Americans came to what I call the new world over here is that vegan and vegetarian and keto was very familiar to them. You got to understand, salty and preservatives was added later to mm-hmm. the cuisine. So when you're talking about uh, vegan, vegetarian or what we call authentic dishes of uh, the traditionalist, it's really not far fetched. We, You know, I think the things that uh, people are doing now is they're either trying to become one or the other. Either they're all the way, if I can be honest, completely unhealthy, mm-hmm. or they're going to vegan and vegetarian. That's not what we're doing. We're innovative when we're training. What we're doing is we have not even a healthy option. We are healthy all the way through, meaning we use premium items. Mm-hmm. We, get, uh, we present premium dishes mm-hmm. uh, in vegan, vegetarian, and authentic ways that all can partake right. in the entire menu. So when we start talking about this, you, you, you're really going to be shocked because it's really second to none. What I want to know is, how can something be so great and so memorable, but it got to kill you at the same time? Absolutely not. Right. We Come are a right, no pig, no pork zone. Absolutely. Okay. But because <laughs> many people try not to lose the flavor. We're mm-hmm. trained shells. You don't mm-hmm. lose the flavor. We present this an amazing route. But guess what? You ain't got to have high blood pressure behind you.
1: And that's what, that's the, I guess the... Um the moniker is tied to soul food, you know, the the, the, the heavy salt. Like I said, overseasoned, which leads to high cholesterol, which leads to high blood pressure. But like I said, when I saw your menu, it you know, we got the meat lovers, like you said, but you had vegetarian and vegan. That's a different style of cooking. Talk about your background as a chef, which really gave you the not only just not stamping your name as the CEO of this franchise, but you understand the menu and how to put these menus together. Let's go and give you credit for that. Let's talk about that.
0: Well, you know, one of the things I did, and this is why I can really pay homage to, uh, to some great people. It, um, you know, when I, when I started on this journey, not only did I train under some of the best chefs in the country, mm-hmm. but I spent five years traveling throughout the United States, all the way from Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi, Florida, talking to some grandmothers and great-grandmothers and sitting down with them, learning, first of all, before I put my hand to these dishes, what's the authenticity of the dish? What's the history of the dish? How did this all come about? Then what I did is, uh, Rashad, I speak because this is where it get tight. But this is why I want to be honest and be open with people because it's hard work. And when I met you, you didn't tell me it would be easy. You told me put in the work, Mm -hmm. invest in yourself. So Mm -hmm. what I did is I spent over one point six million dollars going into a kitchen, scaling that pitch. Because you got to remember, back in the day, all they told us was, hey, I put love in a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You can't scale that. You see, let's go for business. Mm-hmm. You see, so what I did is I, I spent the resources and I invested in myself. I invested in this project and we went into the kitchen and we got the nutritional facts. Then what I did is I leveraged the relationships so that we can get a whole of the premium items, the premium oils, the premium flowers, the things that are necessary that take you to the next level. And that's what we present to our franchisees into this world. We wow. are not grandma's food. We are grandma 2.0. We grandma on steroids. Best believe it that way. Well, we, this we take the, the authenticity mm-hmm. of the dish and we elevate it and we innovate it so that you know what it can be presented with all the other great uh, culinary cuisines.
1: Well, this one, this one, this was one excites me. I, I've seen taco restaurants expand, Mexican restaurants expand, hamburger, chicken. In my lifetime, I've seen Popeyes grow. I've seen Chick-fil-A explode yes. in my lifetime. You know what I'm saying? I've seen golden corrals go across this country, you know? And so now... But why now? Why why hasn't that happened? The, the was it was it the technology, was the, the the principle? Like you said early in the conversation, a lot of times quality restaurants like that are buried deep in the black neighborhoods. You know, they don't they don't have the sense of technology saying that we we're gonna do DoorDash, we're gonna do Uber, we're gonna have the technology when you walk up there you got iPads and all these things. What did you see? Did what research did you say that, that set out and you say, man, we can do this? This is time for uh, uh, this is our time. This is the celebrity soul food time.
0: Well, you know, one of the things that I saw is Rashad, and again, this goes back to, and uh, kudos to you, man. Is what I saw in you is, you know what? Um, people got to stop thinking too small. You right. Know what I mean? when, when I sat on this thing, I uh, I didn't set out to open my restaurant. You know what I mean? This has to be life changing and it has to be inspiring for all. There's room at the table. So the first thing that I did is, you know what, um, first of all, I built relationships with an amazing developer because mm-hmm. the location, we say it matters, but it really does. Mm-hmm. But you, you have to find prime locations. The other thing that you mentioned is technology. People are so behind. The yes. millennials and, and those that's coming behind them are on their apps and on their phone. They want great quality and they mm-hmm. want it fast. They want to mm-hmm. be on their phones. They want to move with technology. Mm-hmm. And so we added that to our restaurant dynamic. We went mm-hmm. as far as, even implementing robots inside of our, our restaurants that assist the servers, which is a second enough providing that great technological experience. But more so than that, it goes back to the operator themselves. You know, many people are, um, open their restaurants mm-hmm. without building uh, brand quality. And that's something that you talk a lot about on your show right. is mm-hmm. that branding and the importance <laughs> of building that value. And so they launched uh, what I call a mom and pop and kudos for them, but I believe those days are over. You have to build brand. You have to build systems, which means that you can be in this particular situation. You can be great at cooking, right. But you can be poorly at business. Hey, right. you, see, you have to have administrative ability. And then I've seen celebrities open restaurants, which they got a great name, but they have no systems, you no know, uh right. and no um, no concept, right, of knowing shelf work and, and the premium items or what have you, so they don't last. And so many people, you know, when we deal with our franchisees, we better them all around the country. But we take them through processes because you must have a skill set and you must be able to follow the systems that are in place to make sure that everything stays in compliance, that no matter where you go at in the world, that you always get that consistency of that greatness that
1: you love. That is so important. And thank you, Doc, when you talk about this. Because, like I said, you know, you see Wingstops out there, you see the FUD Ruckers out there, you see, you see all these, these hamburger places that are popping up left and right. Now, talk about that whole franchise franchisee process because It was really important that you're not just taking their money, you're training them and doctoring them into the way this restaurant business should be run. The quality means that plate will be the same in San Francisco as it will be in Houston, Texas, as it will be in Chicago. That's where people fail. Like I said, I remember Sylvia was the bomb in New York City, Harlem. Then it went out to D.C. It expanded to Atlanta. Maybe that was it. You know, and that's where the business conversation comes in. So that's why I was excited to get you on the show. I wanna be a part of putting the word out about your franchising capabilities. But let's talk about that whole thing that you talk about, that nurturing, that business nurturing that you're talking about in the whole a whole celebrity soul food franchisee model.
0: Well, you know, one of the things, the first thing I did is that nobody can do anything great by themselves. So I went and I found the best of the best and the most elite leaders mm-hmm. in their space in this industry. And I put them on my team. Cool. So you're talking about I have a CSO, I have a CFO, I have a operations person, I have a corporate chef. I put a team together that when we bring in and we bet these franchisees from around the country, we're not just making money deals. We invest mm-hmm. in people, which means that. Before we get to the liquidity and what you do and do not have, because we can assist you and help you fund your project, mm-hmm. it's first, it's about you. First of all, are you too burned out to pursue your own, pursue your own dream? Yes, are sir. you still ready to work hard mm-hmm. and to get it in? And mm-hmm. then secondly is, can you follow systems? Because sometimes people are so selfish and so self-centered, they want to do it their own way. And the reality of it is, if they could have did it their own way, they would have did it by now. But if you're going to get in a vehicle that's bigger than yourself Mm -hmm. and be a part of making history, Mm -hmm. you have to adhere to systems. And that's what my team is great about because we train, we invest in our franchisees, but only in the operators that are willing to adhere to those boundaries. Because the reality is this it goes back to the mom and pops. You know, you can go in on Monday. And let's say grandma's there and the food is amazing, but when grandma passes away, oftentimes what you find is that the kids mess it all up. The restaurant goes out of business. You know why? No systems in place and nobody could ever scale grandma. No one could never package grandma. And that takes investing and that takes time. And that's what we've done. And that's what takes us to that next level. So when we invite people in, you know, we've got calls and applications. We probably get a thousand a day, really. Right. Mm-hmm. All, over, all around the world, uh, from Dubai all the way to <laughs> some of your biggest uh, theme parks mm-hmm. or whatever, and your individuals. But in reality, cruise is, ships, you're going to be on cruise writing.
1: ships too. This is mm-hmm. about the
0: passion and the love of the cuisine mm-hmm. and wanting to present this in a way to say, you know what, thank God for Grandma and, what they say, and Grandma and them and all that little stuff. Right. And let's really pay homage to it and do it right. And we're doing it the right way.
1: Well, you know, you, you said it, you know, uh, theme parks, airports, you know. This is franchising. This is what this is the the mindset that you are under being able to to do a 200 store national rollout. What is the mindset of that, Dr. Jacobs?
0: Well, one is, is that, you know, the mindset is, first of all, uh, unity and diversification, you know, inclusion. And that's what people mess up is because they want to hold it hostage. Soul food is not a baby. It's grown, it's graduated college, it's, it's, it's an adult, right? But you're holding it hostage and you didn't. You don't want to share it with the world. And that's why they put it in some of the, the neighborhoods that they do, but this belongs to all people. There's a story that go with this. Mm-hmm. But guess what? From All cultures can participate in it. So we crossed over. Mm-hmm. It's for African-Americans, for all yes. those uh, other cultures that we're having to say, you know what? It's many things we may not agree about. Right. But there is, but one thing we can't agree about is that we can come to this table Break some amazing bread, and we definitely give you thankful for, for an amazing God. And that's how I'm rocking my friend, is that how you how you have to think is yeah. scalability. How yeah. you have to think is corporately, how you have to think is outside of oneself. You got to think a big picture. And that right there, you cannot have a small mind, nor can you go into a situation where you have no vision. You have okay. to have foresight.
1: Okay, cool. Now we got the business out the way. Now, let's get to that menu. Come on, Dr. Jacob. That, <laughs> that, that menu, brother. Okay, let's start in my little favorite lane, the desserts. Are the desserts going to be consistent with every restaurant? And what are some of the desserts that we look forward to?
0: First of all, all the way across the board, <laughs> out here, are in California or you walk in Florida or you walk in New Mexico, you're going to find that same dessert and those same items. Just amazing. That's how we're rocking it. One mm-hmm. of our uh, greatest uh, desserts that we have in the menu, but again, we innovate, mm-hmm. is we have our... Uh, our red velvet Bundt cake. But what we do is we infuse it with toffee and then we are topping with twenty-four karat gold sprinkles uh, and an infusion of sauce with a homemade cream cheese icing. Uh, that man, and, and, you know, back in the day, you used to say, "Want well, to make you stop your mom?" And no, not mean, you go wake your mom up and say, mama, I love you, but they beat you." You know
1: what I'm saying? <laughs> see, like, like I said, you know me. I, I see. I, this is what I love about you, Doctor Jacob. As soon as I said dessert, you kind of like stood up, slid to the front of your <laughs> chair. Look here. Let me tell you about this, this, this. This butt red, beverage butt cake, a little toffee, in it, little cream cheese on top. Make you wanna slap your mouth. Now, let's slide over to one of my favorites because I, I don't eat meat as much as I used to. I still eat me a good, some good meat now. But I love veggies. Somehow, veggies have become part of my brand now. I, I would throw down. So, so you had vegetarians and you had vegans. Explain the difference in that and how would it be presented on your menus?
0: Okay, so take for instance, um, you know uh, the, the vegan dynamic. First of all, one of the key items that many people who are traditionalists don't know about is like a, an amazing product called jackfruit. Right. So what we do is with with jackfruit is that we you know we jerk it. Everybody mm. know what that means. You know mm. what I mean. We create a jerk with it. But what we do is we don't just a plate it. We don't we don't we don't just put it on there. We don't just top it with veggies and things of that nature. What we do is we have what's called a stuffed pineapple bowl where we carve out the pineapple, uh, we fillet it, carve it out, roast it off. Uh, then we, we serve it over a pearl or a roll of rice, uh, and then we infuse that a uh, topping with the jack drip fruit, uh, and we create our homemade what called boss uh, barbecue sauce yes, or sir. a sauce of choice. I mean, we do mumbo sauce and so many others, and we uh, atop that item or what have you, and you can have a vegan item, but it's, it's second to none. I mean, we're not, you're not eating on just normal plating. Everything is innovative, you know. Right. Uh, you have that, of course. And then for our vegetarians, I mean, uh, we have so many uh, vegetable items. Yes. Uh, you know, you can have your collard greens, but this is where Ooh. it gets really deep, is that uh, you don't need pork. You, you, you really don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All you want to do is make sure you have the flavor. So the way we, we prep and prepare our greens, you can still have an amazing uh, green experience without all the fat, without all the meat product in it, so that you can still enjoy yourself. Uh, and then, my friend, you, then you take it to the next level uh, when it comes to uh, vegan and vegetarian and then also our traditions. I mean, uh, quite naturally, we have the oxtails, but these oxtails, man, is a mixture <laughs> yeah. between the South and our Caribbean brothers and sisters in the uh, Caribbean and bridging that gap. So you're talking about creating a, a, a roasted and uh, braised oxtail with a demi-glaze that are second to none that you yourself can be at your office right now on a show and you can keep that same suit on, grab your friend and go out to dinner and have an amazing time and come right back and do another show because you don't feel heavy, right. you don't feel lethargic and that you just had uh, one of grandma 2.0 best meals <laughs> uh, in the country. And that's what I love about it. To, this is why I get
1: excited. See, so first of all, see, see, this is the funny part. Of, I'm glad this is on video because first of all when we start talking about dessert he slid to the front of his chair okay then he started talking about the oxtail he went to the side he kind of like turned to the side you know an oxtail with that Demi Glaze Rishon when you go out for lunch you come back out you won't feel heavy about it see I'm loving this whole interview and this is what I want to want you to do I'm going to need some video because I'm going to do some simulcast screens, simul screens with you so people sure. can show what you're talking about because see, you're so descriptive they actually need to see a photo so we can get people People fired up about everything that you're doing. But the last part about it that really was key to me was that you want to cater to a diverse crowd. What exactly does that mean?
0: Well, you know, one of the things that I mean is, first of all, sometimes people think when they're saying diverse, let me first correct this, they're thinking it's about ethnicity. But right. the first thing of it is, it's different walks of life. Right. People have health issues now. People have different age and different dietary mm-hmm. needs, what have you. Guess what? We can adhere and meet those needs because before you get the vegan vegetarian or authenticity, what about the people who has to be gluten-free? You know, there's so many elements to people's lives, but guess what? You can still come to our restaurant. Now, who can say that in this world that you can go to a soul-food restaurant mm-hmm. and need gluten-free or vegan vegetarian, or you can build traditions all in one place? Mm-hmm. The second thing though, is when it comes to our prime locations and how we choose, we put our restaurants in prime areas that are diverse market can come there, meaning it's not secluded to one side of the tracks. It's not uh, put in one area for one type of people. This is about everybody. I don't care all the way from Pookie to Sam, you can come here to our restaurant. Mm -hmm. But watch this. When you come in, you're going to know you're in a celebrity. You're going to know that we have invested. And we're saying if you've come to spend your hardworking money, Mm -hmm. we're going to make sure that we provide prime service to our people because... People deserve that. And that's what's missing in this world. Before we get to the food, where's the service going? Where's the customer service? People deserve that. People are hurting, people are spending their last. My God, if somebody come in your establishment to spend money, to, to invest back into you, service your community, and that's what we're about. All of our franchisees and us as, as a corporate office, we don't just take from our communities. We go in and we change our community. We become a catalyst of change there, meaning we help the sports teams, we help our first responders, we help those who are disenfranchised. So I'm excited about our philanthropy work that we're doing as well. So, you know, for me, I get real passionate about it is because it's about time. I mean, this, this, this right here is past due. And yes. I'm so thankful that I'm young enough yes. and that I have enough strength in me. Yes. And I'm thankful to God enough mm-hmm. that I'm still here to say, you know what? I'm going to help lead this charge and I'm going to do all that I can.
1: Cool. This show is called MoneyMakingConversation.com. The reason it's called that because I bring entrepreneurs like you on the show. You're a franchisee. 200 uh, restaurant rollout plan. Tell us how individuals who listen to the show or see the show can get in touch with you.
0: Well, the great news of it is, right, is that I do want to announce you're talking about we have over 40 restaurants that are in development. We're all the way from Atlanta, Vadosa, Florida, Tennessee, Utah, uh, Mexico, California. And we're coming all over the map. So yes. first of all, we are well on target to hit our 200 store rollout. But for those, man, and I do want to say that if you're serious, if you're saying, listen, it's about time for me to move into something that's greater than myself. And I need a team behind me. I need a partnership. I don't need a handout. But I just need somebody that can help me and support me and build some systems around me that I can do what I am passionate about. You can call us. Go on our website, celebritiessoulfood.com mm-hmm. or celebrities uh, with the YS, mm-hmm. soulfoodfranchise.com. And all the information is there. Contact our office. Our admin team uh, would be happy to vet and to take them through the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the last thing for me, Rashad, is one of my famous dishes that I just want to put out there and I'm definitely going to see the video that we're known for. And uh, You know, everybody loves that fried chicken, right? Come on, so now. We give us called 24-carat in, uh, infused gold chicken wings. That's second to none. I can't wait to feed them to <laughs> you. That's going to be your one day you can have. you some-
1: No, no, I'm no, going to I'm going to give you some black-eyed peas and some gold wings. Come on. Now, here's the deal. I'm based in Atlanta. So, you know, I heard you say about a franchise in Atlanta. I also live in Houston. So, when the franchise opens here, let me know so we can make a big deal. I got my social media. I hit it up. I put it in my, uh, I got 90,000 fan club members. I put that in there just to, to promote. So, my whole thing is that this is not a one interview off. You know, I came on your show. I met you many years ago when Steve Harvey and I were doing a concert tour in Jacksonville, Florida. Then I, you yes. invited me on your radio show. You said, hey, Rashawn, this is my future. It's going to happen. It's happening. So, I'm part of that journey, Doctor. Jacobs. So when it starts happening in Atlanta, let me know. If it starts happening in Houston, let me know. When it starts happening anywhere, let me know because of the fact that I have something called Rushan Eats on my Facebook where I publicize outstanding restaurants around the country, take about 10 pictures so people get excited about it, show videos and create little videos. So I'm just telling you, I am 100% going to support your brand and 100% I believe in you and thank you for coming on my shows. Let me know, Roshan. I said I was going to do it. God has helped me. Now I'm, now I'm doing the work that he's enabling me to do to make this dream come true. And I'm going to help you all the way. Okay, Dr. Jacobs?
0: Thank you, sir, for having me. <laughs> and again, thank you for remembering uh, the day that we met. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad and so thankful to God that you're part of my story, my friend, because again, That'll be a part of changing the live man. So i see you
1: at the top. Absolutely. If you want to hear more Money Making Conversation interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.